Good morning. Good morning. Hey, it's a great day today. Amen. Got a little rain last night. We needed it. Could use a little more. But we're happy for what we got. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Indeed, He is. And uh, one indication of how good He is, we got a note from Laura this morning. She says, I have a new great granddaughter, Abigail Grace, born Amen. yesterday evening. So, uh, Where'd you go, Laura? Oh, there you are. Hi. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. Okay. The last couple of weeks, we've been wondering who the uh, sure shot turkey dusters might be. Turns out it's a uh, gospel group, bluegrass gospel group. They're going to be here two weeks from today. The... Uh, our fifth Sunday, and we always try to have something a little special, so Mitch doesn't have to work too hard. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his little heart. About one day away. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, uh, they're from the Brownstown area. I haven't heard them. Renee recommended them, so uh, if you don't like what you hear in a couple of weeks, take it up with Renee. <laughs> Do we have any birthdays this morning? Mitch? Yeah, today. How many? 59. Oh, just a kid yet. Anybody else? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Anniversaries. Have an anniversary. Two, maybe? Two people? Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> kind of hard to have an anniversary. Right, Bob and Jeannie. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. Many, many, many more, yes. Ah, as we continue to praise the Lord this morning, let's turn to number 358. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Let's yes. stand and sing.
I must tell Jesus. Amen. I must tell Jesus. to the Lord in prayer, please. Yes. Our Father and God, we come humbly before you this morning. Your word says that when we humble ourselves before you, you will lift us up. 
So, Lord, help us this morning to focus on nothing but you, your mercy, your grace, your love, your glory. You are God, and beside you there is no other. We come to worship you, to bow our hearts, to bow ourselves before you, to lay our challenges, our burdens down at the foot of the cross. So, Lord, bless us during this time. Let us feel your presence and move us closer to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 239, Beneath the Cross of Jesus.
Ephesians as our meditation this morning. Amen. title of the reading this morning, We Had Hope. In Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 13 through 35, we find a story about two disciples of Jesus who's walking on the road to Emmaus. They were discussing the events they had witnessed regarding the death of Christ. Verse 21 contains one of the saddest phrases found in the scriptures when they said, We had hope that he was the one. Have you ever had your hopes crushed right in front of your eyes? Typically when we begin to refer to our to hope in the past tense, we are in trouble. Amen. A soul without hope is like a body without food. Perhaps this is a passage that you identify with today. We have all kinds of hopes and dreams, hope that we might meet the person of our dreams, our hope that a marriage we already have, have will be rekindled. Some desperately hope that they might finally conceive a child, while others hope that their adult children might finally turn, to their, turn their lives around. We hope to get out of debt or escape our, our stress. We hope to be healed of a disease, or we hope that we won't have to take a medicine the rest of our lives. What the two disciples did not know was that the stranger who had joined them in their walk was a resurrection Jesus himself. He talked to them about the scriptures and about all the prophets had spoken about, about him. What would you give to have been a part of that Bible study? They urged the stranger to stay and have a meal. And, t and Luke says at the breaking of the bread, they recognized him as Jesus. In this moment of awareness, they was transformed from hopeless, depressed man to two, two guys who were so overjoyed that they likely sprinted the seven miles back to Jerusalem. We are often privileged to observe this transforming power of hope. Life in Christ is designed that we might never experience a bankruptcy of hope. The church is a place that we should specialize in hope loans. In a moment, we're going to break bread. It's likely that the reason the two disciples recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread was because they saw his nail-pierced hands. Amen. If you see his nail-pierced hands today, your hope level will go up because, of the, because you see if our Savior can conquer the grave, he can offer us a hope that is absolutely invincible. God was made sure that we need never run out of hope. In Psalms 22, 5, puts it best. If in you, they trusted and were not disappointed. There are some things in this life for which we have no guarantee. But as you take communion today, remember that all the eternal important things are anchored and where hope will always be alive. Yes. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we truly indeed thankful for this beautiful Lord's Day where we can come in your house and come around your table. And dear Father, we know if we put our hope and trust in you, 
that you're always there with us. Amen. And Father, as we come now, the take of this loaf that represents your broken body and this blood, the, the cup, this blood that was shed upon Calvary's cross for each and every one of us. Let's remember, dear Lord, the sufferings that you went through for each and every one of us. And dear Father, we take of these in remembrance of you. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Let's take a moment or two just to uh, go one-on-one with, with God for, for just, uh, just a couple of minutes. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room, Jesus took bread and broke it and blessed it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body, broken for you. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, Jesus took it and, giving thanks, passed it among them, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings Turn to number 314 as we continue our praise. He touched me.
Number 500, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Yes. scripture for us this morning? We'll be reading out of Matthew, the 26th chapter, verses 31 through 35. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, 
and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen and I will go ahead of you into Galilee, Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I really appreciate that. I'm amazed that I lived this long with all the stupid things I've done. I would have thought one of them would have killed me. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not over it yet. <laughs> I still got some stupid in me, so <laughs> it may happen yet. Oh, how are you this morning, church? Amen. Amen. Well, hadn't it been hot the last few days? It, not just the heat, the humidity. It's horrible. Step outside, and five minutes later, you feel like you're in a sauna, and, and, and you need to go in and shower. <laughs> but praise God. <clears throat> you know, this scripture... <laughs> It, it, it's harsh in a way. It's really hard. You know, I just read an article yesterday, I think it was, that one of the congressmen, in, while, while in the official capacity in a meeting, he told everybody, they were talking about building more of these uh, solar panels, to create power in California. And he knew for a fact, because he had read and studied, but he told them, you know, the the sad thing about all this is, is that when a bird flies over one of those, they're mirror-like, the concave mirrors, and the sunlight is reflected directly off of them, and the heat. And as a bird flies through that, it spontaneously catches on fire and explodes. And they mocked him and mocked him and mocked him over that. But it's been proven to be true. Over 6,000 birds die a year in that one facility because of that. And that's if they make it through all the fan blades turning for the wind power. (laughs) But I was thinking about that and I was thinking, you know... That's kind of what happened to Peter and the disciples here. Their declaration, no, Lord, we will never, we will never let you down. But then they spontaneously combusted in their faith. (laughs) It was gone. You know, when Jesus tells you something, you should listen because it's true. You shouldn't argue with him. But we do, don't we? (laughs) Almost on a regular basis. And... That's kind of sad, too. We have to learn. When Jesus says something, he means it. It's going to happen. He's God. He even gave scripture to back up what he said. (laughs) And they still argue. But he also gave them, in verse 32, hope. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. 
Think about that, folks. Here he's telling them he's going to die. And he's telling them that you guys, when I need you the most, are going to let me down. (laughs) And they're all saying, oh, no, no, I'd never do that. Never do that, Lord. Never do that. You know, I feel like that's where the church is today. When the Lord needs us most, where are, the, where are we? The Lord, he's being canceled by the cancel culture. They're trying to cancel him out of everything. And where's the church? Hmm. I don't see churches gathering for huge prayer meetings. I don't see protests against a lot of these things from the church, peaceful protesting that's happening. Something to think about, isn't it? We all feel like we would never let the Lord down, just like the disciples. That's how we want to feel. That's what we say. No, I'll I'll go anywhere, Lord. I'll do anything you say, except (laughs) I'm not going to go to those prayer meetings. I wouldn't have prayer meetings. No, no, I don't have time for that, Lord. And besides, it's a waste of time because when you pray, nothing happens, right? Wrong. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I I could never do a protest. Oh, no, I could never do that. I I don't have the nerve to stand out there and face those people. But yet one day we will stand and face the Lord. Through all the hard times, we have a promise. He is risen, and he will go before us. No matter the challenge, this pandemic is nothing to God. Nothing. The the whole world seems to about unglued and come apart over this pandemic thing. But to God, it's nothing. He speaks, and it's done. It's over. But he allows it for a reason. Did you ever stop to think about that? Why is this pandemic happening? Why is God allowing so many people to get sick and die? Why is God allowing so many natural disasters to happen? Is he saying, can you hear me now? (laughs) I think he is, folks. He's calling his church to come back to him. You know, there's another passage of scripture that says that it must begin first. Judgment begins first in the house of God. In other words, we should judge ourselves. We should say, you know what? There's so much going on that's bad. I shouldn't just sit around lounging and watching movies and, 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 and you know, all this stuff, reading novels and listening to all the lies on the news. I should be getting on my knees and praying to God for our nation, for our churches to wake up, to come back to God before we get too far down this path that we get to a point of no return. It's possible that Israel is just weeks away from war. I've been praying that doesn't happen. You know what comes after a war? A peace agreement. 
Think about that, folks. There's something in the Bible about that, I think. Mary's talked about it a little bit in class. Peter replied, even if all fall away. Not me. Not me. I would never. I would never do that. You know, he's the very one who did the worst. (laughs) But the very one who claimed to be the most in love, the most strong. We have to be careful that when we make a commitment, we mean it. How many of you have noticed that it's hard to depend on what people tell you anymore? Anybody besides me notice that? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they get amnesia after they tell you they're going to meet you somewhere at a certain time, you know. And they forget that they have a phone and they can call you and tell you. But then the answer that Peter gets from the Lord, I'm sure that hit him hard. He said, truly, I tell you, truthfully, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. He just said, no, I will never. And then Jesus tells him, yes, you will. Three times. But I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged to know that he was forgiven. Even though he did that, he was forgiven. He was cleansed of all of it. That gives me hope because, you know, there's been times in my life when I may not have verbally denounced Christ, but by my actions, sometimes I have. Sometimes I have... Denied the Lord by not speaking out. Not tug, you know, you get on your heart. Say something nice to this person. Nope, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like the way they look. I ain't going to talk to them. <laughs> we mean well. But you know, there's an old saying that says <laughs> the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Huh. What does that mean? It means that if we only think it and we only say it, but we never put action to it, then we're on the path to hell, not heaven. Faith without works is what? Peter went on to declare, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Yeah, Peter's not the only one. Judas is not the only one that betrayed Christ. Peter and all the other disciples did. They all left him when he needed them the most. Now, uh, granted, what Judas did was far worse <laughs> He's the one who handed him over and sold him. Sold him out, literally. Handed him over to the devil. But think about the difference in the response of Judas and Peter. Judas went and threw the money back 
that he had gotten from the priest and then went and hanged himself. He didn't ask for forgiveness. He didn't beg for forgiveness. He didn't go see Jesus. He was so distraught, he ended his life. And in that instant, he went to hell. That's the reason why Jesus said it would have been better for him had he not been born. But Peter, on the other hand, realized what he had done, how he had sinned, and he went and wept bitterly. He was sorry for what he did. He didn't intentionally set out to do this. But it was all a part of God's plan. No matter what was going to happen, Jesus was going to die because God ordained it. Otherwise, we would have no hope beyond the grave. These disciples had good intentions. But when things got tough, when the police showed up, when the guards came with their swords and their shields, when they were about to arrest them, they scattered. (laughs) They ran. And that's exactly what Jesus told them that the scripture from Zechariah said. The sheep will scatter. And they did. John and Peter followed Jesus on into where he was taken. And John knew the people, and so he was allowed to go in. But Peter stayed outside. And then he was influenced while he was out there. During the time that this first woman come up to him and said, Oh, you're one of them too. He said, All of a sudden the devil made him feel fear. Fearful. He was afraid for his life. And his fear was greater than his faith. And he said, no, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. Then another, oh, you're one of them. No, I'm not. I don't know the man. I don't know what you're talking about. And then a third. No, no. (laughs) I swear. I don't know him. And then what happened? And in one scripture we're told, he looked and Jesus was looking right at him. Can you imagine how you would feel? Would you just betray Jesus and he looks you in the eye? One day we're going to do that, right? We're going to look him in the eye as we stand there before him. We will receive our reward, but I'm fairly confident that there may be some things we don't like too. Like, why didn't you speak to that person when I told you to? Why didn't you help that person out when you knew they had a need and you had the means to help them? Why didn't you go to Africa and preach the gospel like I told you to? You know, there's that other passage of scripture that talks about 
you fed me, you clothed me, you visited me. And then there were the other side. They didn't. It goes with that faith without works is dead. It's one thing for us to say, Lord, I'm willing to die for you. I would do anything, Lord. I'll go any place. I'll do anything. But then life happens. Then life happens. And you get so busy with your family, taking them here and there. You get so busy with your yard work. You get so busy with your housework. You get so busy working on your things. You get so busy making money to pay your bills. You get so busy that you don't have time for God. And that's where America is today, folks. We're too busy for God. We have good intentions. Oh, yes, I love the Lord. Oh, yeah, Jesus done so much for me. Well, what have you done for him? What have I done? What is yet for us to do? There is no time like right now to make a commitment to do what you've been called to do. To obey God. To obey when the Holy Spirit urges you, speak to that one. Visit this one. Call on that one. Speak the truth to that one. Lay hands on this one and pray for them and they will be healed. Oh yes, that happens folks. When we truly walk with God, when we're truly in tune, you know how you get in tune? You walk in righteousness. When you walk down the path of righteousness, you're walking with God. And when you walk with God and he speaks, you hear it's no different than Adam and Eve in the garden. It says in the cool of the day, God came down and walked with them and they had conversations. God told them what to do and what not to do. And he wants to do the same with you and me today. If we are willing to give up sinfulness, if we're willing to sacrifice our time, ourselves, even our lives, if it becomes necessary. Oh, I can't go out because the pandemic's too bad. Fear or faith? Hmm. Gets real, don't it? You know, there's a little bitty woman about this tall. She went to some of the worst places in the world. People had leprosy. They had all kinds of things. You call her Mother Teresa. <laughs> she was not afraid of getting the diseases the people had. She knew that if she did, and she died from it, she knew where she was going. Do you know where you're going if you die right now? Because if you don't, you need to get on your knees and repent and start to believe what God's word says. He says... These things have been written that you may know that you have eternal life.
Not that you can guess, not that you can hope, but so that you can know it. If you don't know it, you better get it settled now because time is short. So, are we like Peter when we say, yeah, Lord, I'll do anything you say. I'll go anywhere you want me to. I'll I'll never forsake you. I'd never, never deny you. And yet we do. Or are we like him later when he repented and he listened and obeyed? It's up to us, folks. Nobody can do it for us. We have to do it ourselves. The only way is to obey. To obey Jesus. To come to him, to give him our whole heart. To give him our all. To love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. We have to do what he says, folks. It's that simple. It's not easy. But it's simple. The devil always challenges us. He always will put resistance in the way. He'll always try to lure us over here instead of going here where the Lord says. He gives us an alternative. You know, people have alternative lifestyles. What's it an alternative to? It's an alternative to what's right. It's an alternative to the truth. It's an alternative to God's way. And sometimes we alternate off of what God wants us to do too. We have good intentions, but we let the devil sidetrack us. We have to be intentional. We have to be in focus. We have to do what he says. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Brother Bob. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 368, Whiter Than Snow. If you do have a need this morning, a need to confess Christ and be baptized, or a need to put your membership within the uh, the body of this congregation, if you need prayer, come as we sing. Let's stand.
Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Man, God's been here this morning, folks. He's still here. Do you feel him? Isn't that awesome? God is so awesome. He's such a beautiful creature. How many of you have had a vision of Jesus before? Isn't he beautiful? He appeared to me. I saw the rainbow. There was an angel with him. It was just so powerful. I was shaking, literally. But it was so beautiful. And even though I was shaking, there was a peace. And I didn't know I was physically shaking. I thought I was just on the inside. But the guys told me, no, you were shaking. We thought you were having an epileptic seizure or something. (laughs) But, wow. One day, all of this bad will be wiped out. But until then, it's our job. No matter how much filth, no matter how much of the world offers to us, it's our job to be overcomers, to say no to sin and yes to Jesus. You may be seated. Yes. There's the address up on the screen. And also, no flowers, please. If you want to do something, make a donation to that church instead of flowers. And come on, because we're going to have barbecue. Uh oh. I'm going to be there all day. <laughs> you cooking? No, I'm eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that church is the one that does the dare and care. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. For, for us old timers, it's the one that used to be known as the church at Nab. Yeah. It was uh, Tom uh, Cox's church. church, yeah. New song. Okay, if there's nothing yeah. else. Let's stand and Brother Mitch send us home. All right.